Super Bowl Sunday, the LA Rams against the Cincinnati Bengals, February 13th. Gonna be a great matchup. No one really expected any of these teams to make it, especially Joe Burrow, who is doing amazing things on the road. Gonna be on the road again in LA to take on the Rams at SoFi Stadium. You had to check it out with the Block Swan Network. That's T-H-A-B-L-A-C-K-S-W-A-A-N. We're gonna break down the game for you. Let's go. First up, we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Rams, led by Matthew Stafford, finished atop of the NFC Best, Best Conference in the NFC this year, 11, sorry, 12 and 5, led by Matthew Stafford, like I said, along with Cooper Cup, and towards the end of the season, Odell Beckham Jr. We obviously know he was not the problem in Cleveland. I mean, we all knew. But I'm really glad to see Sparkly Gloves come back and make a super impact on this team, who are definitely looking like the favorite. Matthew Stafford, I've been a fan of his since he was with the Detroit Lions, throwing almost 5,000 yards a year to the likes of Calvin Johnson. That city has really ruined some football careers, but I love to see that he's getting all of his flowers. Like I said, they finished the best team in the best division in the NFC this year, the NFC West, and they really had to go through some teams to get here. But like I said, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., they are a threat on the offensive side. But don't take for granted the defensive side of the ball for the Los Angeles Rams. Those players, Aaron Donald and the likes of them, one of the best defensive lines in the league, wrecked havoc all throughout the playoffs really was able to keep Stafford and that offense alive a few times throughout the playoffs, so they're definitely going to be a major factor in this one. On the opposite side of the field is the Cincinnati Bengals, led by superstar quarterback Joe Burrow. They finished the season 10-7 and atop the AFC North, and they really came up the rough side of the mountain through the playoffs, had to go through the Chiefs, had to go through the Titans, had to go through the Los Angeles, the Las Vegas Raiders, sorry, and they really ended up last week with one of the best football games I've ever seen in my life against the Chief. Final thriller in overtime. Joe Burrow has been an amazing quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals this season. But it's not all been about Joe Burrow. You need to talk about Jamar Chase. Absolutely amazing receiver. He is definitely the real deal. Tops in the league in yard after catch, which also helped Joe Burrow to be top in the league in completion percentage and yards after catch among quarterbacks. The craziest thing about that for me is that he was the most sacked quarterback in the league. 50 quarterback sacks. His offensive line has been one of the worst in the league, but he has been Mr. Cool, Mr. Calm, Mr. Under Pressure, the number one quarterback in the league, like I said, in completion rate in general, but also under pressure. So definitely need to look out for bad man, Mr. Dangerous Joe Burrow. On the opposite side of the field, cannot forget about T. Higgins came up big for the Bengals opposite Jamar Chase. Definitely was a reliable option for them throughout the playoffs. Also want to talk about Tyler Boyd. That wide receiver core is no joke for, like I say, Mr. Cool, Calm and Collected Joe Burrow. Also maybe available for the Super Bowl weekend will be CJ Uzoma, one of the star tight ends for Joe Burrow. He had a little injury he's been dealing with, but he's looking like he may be able to come out and play for the Bengals. They're definitely going to need his help. On the opposite side of the ball for the Bengals, you have a pretty interesting defense. They have not really been uh, tops in the league or 
anything. They're on the bottom half of almost everything. They like, however, to get a lot of pressure with their three-man fronts. They got a lot of big boys up front there. Some really big defensive linemen. They were able to pressure Mahomes last weekend, and they were able to do it with a lot of three-man sets, which is a very key factor for going up a team against the high-powered L.A. Rams who are going to be throwing the ball over the field. A name I definitely want to remember solely off the fact that it's just fun to see Awuzie, one of the cornerbacks for the Cincinnati Bengals. Shout out Chidobi Awuzie. Definitely want to look out for that name. Opposite him is going to be Eli Apple, the two defensive backs for the Cincinnati Bengals. Like I said, they haven't been the best this season, but they've definitely been showing up for the playoffs and keeping the Bengals right where they need to be. I think it's going to be a pretty balanced game, so let's just look into some key matchups that I think are going to go one way or the other for each team. So I just want to start this segment off by saying that I am a real big fan of Matthew Stafford's game. Like I said, I loved his time in Detroit. Never could have really put it together, but I always thought he was a good quarterback in a bad situation. Since he's been with the Rams, he's had an amazing time. He has a good cast around him. So it's definitely going to be Matt Stafford time to lead this offense. Cooper Cup, best wide receiver in the league. You add someone like an OBJ to the mix, you cannot expect but for this offense to perform. However, he has been a little iffy. He's a gunslinger and he likes to go, you know, take some chances deep and he's not always the most accurate. So that's going to be something to look out for to see whether or not one Cooper Cup can get those yards after the catch, get some magic from Matthew Stafford, and two, is he going to show up big on those long bomb deep threats he likes to throw and hopefully not get any interceptions. I, like I said, I'm a fan of Matthew Stafford, but on the opposite side of the ball, you have the perfect story in Joe Burrow, who was just drafted in 2020, ladies and gentlemen. Two years ago, this man was celebrating winning a Heisman Trophy and getting drafted number one overall. He was injured his rookie season, and now the man is in the Super Bowl. The story couldn't write itself any better. The NFL is definitely going to love that story, so conspiracy theory spoots here. You know, I just think it's just written up so well for Joe Burrow. And honestly, the stats back up what you're seeing on the field. Someone who is the most pressured quarterback in the NFL, who has taken the most sacks in the NFL, and yet still, he just stands up and delivers, and he has a good supporting cast. So, like I say, the offensive battle is going to be a good matchup, but I think at the end of the day, Joe Burrow just has that extra something, that un intangible, that is going to be able to put them over if the LA Rams are not able to get that defense in check. Now, like I said, Another key matchup to look up for is the LA Rams offensive, the LA Rams defensive line against the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. They gave up the most sacks in the league. Aaron Donald and the crew are a wrecking ball, a wrecking crew, a monstrous team on the offensive, on the defensive side of the ball. So we definitely expect to see Joe Burrow under a lot of pressure. But honestly, like I said, doesn't matter to the kid. He's gonna find a way to get it done. Another matchup I think is pretty cool from the 2016 draft class. You have two defensive backs going up. Again, I mentioned Eli Apple. He was drafted I think after Mr. Number One cornerback in the league right now. Mr. Sass himself, Jalen Ramsey. Honestly, I, I'm really excited to see how he's able to fare against Joe Burrow and the rest of those receivers. I think he is one of the most amazing cornerbacks. Does a great job. Everybody gets burned one or two players, but I think that's an interesting storyline to match up against because the LA Rams are susceptible to being 
beat deep so we'll see how it goes final predictions for the big game i think like i said it's going to be a great offensive showing we have just good enough defenses middle around middle of the park all season for both teams so we should be able to be afforded some great offensive showcases on the day but at the end of the day i think like I said, Matthew Stafford, I'm rooting for him. He deserves all his flowers. I think the Rams are wonderfully built to take this title, but you can never count out Joe Burrow. The guy is just different, folks. I'm not saying I'm really picking the Bengals to win. On paper, the Rams really should pull it out. I'm rooting for Matthew Stafford. I wouldn't be mad, but Joe Burrow is just set up nicely to start his legacy season in the NFL. Number one draft pick in 2020. We're right on the cusp of the end of an era with Tom Brady retiring. All of those people from that era are basically gone. Only one is kind of Aaron Rodgers, but basically the league is in new hands. And who better to take the reins atop the quarterback battle as opposed to the number one draft pick from two years ago fought his way to a Super Bowl. I just think the script is written up too perfectly to count him out, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals pull it out. But like I said, ultimately, I think Stafford is going to get it. The Rams should have enough to pull it out, so I'm going to go with the Rams. Definitely going to be a 30-burger on each side of the ball, and I hope we have a good game. The league is in an interesting place. It's the end of an era. Tom Brady, Mr. Goat, Mr. Greatest of all time. We watched his whole career, well I did, and honestly it's really interesting to know that there won't be another Brady pulling out an amazing victory in the Super Bowl again. At least so he says, he's retired, but we have the NFL in a really awesome place with a lot of young quarterbacks doing amazing things. We've been witness to Patrick Mahomes just terrorizing the league for the last few years. Justin Herbert looks like he's amazing for the LA Chargers, even though I don't like how they did my boy Tyrod Taylor, but things have to happen. The guy in Baltimore has been doing his thing, Lamar Jackson, Mr. QB, so there's a, the league is in great hands honestly when it comes to young QB play and we're going to be witnessing it on the greatest stage of the NFL in the Super Bowl Mr. Joe Burrow like I said drafted two years ago and what better way for the league to transition into a new era like I said on the heels of Brady retiring the league is in great hands to transition into some new quarterbacks but it truly is the end of an era no more Peyton Manning he's been gone for a few years no more Ben Roethlisberger no more Tom Brady Brady, no more Eli Manning, no more Phillip Rivers, no more Drew Brees. So it's truly the end of a quarterback era in the NFL and we are in for such a treat for all of these new quarterbacks on display and honestly shooting straight up to the highest echelon of the NFL. Like I said, Joe Burrow two years ago was celebrating a champion Heisman winning season and now he is about to maybe do amazing things in the NFL Super Bowl. So it's definitely an interesting position for the league and I think it's in great hands when it comes to young quarterbacks. WFT. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? That's what that stands for. Washington football team have done it again. They have finally announced the new nickname and mascot for the team, the Washington Commanders, WFT. What the fuck is that? Nobody asked for that. Literally nobody asked for that. These people literally did a poll of their fan base with four different answers. And they found out from the fans and other persons invested in the team, oh, which name would you like? And they decided to say, yeah, fuck all that. We're gonna go with the Commanders. What the hell is that? What's up with that? Your team has been historically 
Uh, fuck. Your team has been historically chastised for racist overtones implicit in the name in and of itself but throughout the organization with the way it handles its coaches its players and all of this other stuff there's always been a lot of things said about the washington football team its management dan snyder we just had the scandal about the emails emails and you really go and do something as crazy as this what the hell is the commanders wft what the fuck is that literally nobody asks for it and another thing i want to point out language is important folks language is very important because words mean things and exactly what type of message are you trying to send by naming your team something that's completely antithetical to its entire history the commanders you want to align yourself with a powerful word you want to align yourself with an imagery or a type of imagery that's going to show that you are dominating over people which people are you trying to dominate literally every team in the nfl almost every team is after an animal eagles lions three different types of tigers and big cats but you want to go and choose something that is completely removed from anything your entire history and organization is related to what about the hogs you have an entire fan base strictly dedicated to hog and hog paraphernalia the red hogs the red wolves the red tails all kind of different animals you could have gone with but no you wanted to assert yourself as a powerful organization and larger dominion and dominance over everybody by choosing a name like the commanders who are you trying to lord dominion over anyway like i said what the fuck is that wft